Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. What is going on, everybody? It's your boy A Double, and you're now tuned into uh, episode 58 of Do Rags and Boat Shoes. Uh, I'll keep this episode pretty light. We got the holidays coming up. Uh, don't want y'all, you know, being too um, drugged down by, uh, you know, heavy topics and things of that sort. Um, so, and since we got Thanksgiving coming up uh, this Thursday, uh, I want y'all to be. A little bit uh, cautious with your mouthpieces. I know a lot of y'all like to do shit you see on the internet. You know, we got those Thanksgiving clapback memes are starting to pop back up and all this other shit. And some of y'all young folks, y'all too dumb to realize that they're jokes. Um, and you're going to say that to your auntie or your uncle. And you are going to get a wishbone shoved up your nose. You know, or you're going to get the shit slapped up out of you. Uh, so don't be cute at Thanksgiving. You know, uh, older relatives say something smart. You just brush it off and you keep it pushing. Uh, you know, show respect to your elders, uh, especially your family members. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, just go ahead and, uh, you know, charge them to the game. You know, don't don't get into some little cutesy back and forth and all this other shit. Um, you only see your family members, you know, extended family. You know, a couple, a few times out the year. Just try to have a good time. And then, uh, you know, fellas, you bring in your lady, your wife uh, to Thanksgiving. And uh, you got a hating ass uh, auntie or female cousin, you know, trying to shit on your wife or your lady for making your plate. Now, that's something you got to check right there. You know, like, oh, he grown. He can fix his own plate. And then you that's when you just have to look at her and just be like, you know what? That's why you single now. That's why you've been single for the past 20 some odd years. And except for that one year when you bought a special friend, a special lady friend, and then nobody want to say nothing, but you was eating pussy for a minute, but that didn't even work out. So, you know, that's a situation where you're going to have to, you know, check it, things like that. And then, uh, ladies, you bring in your guy home, you know, just make sure that he is on point and he's respectful and he's not, you know, uh, eyeballing your aunties and your, your, your little female cousins and shit like that, you know, disrespecting you. You know, looking at uh, every chick's ass in your family and shit like that, you know. So make sure you got a respectable dude to bring home. And uh, fellas, you know, check your hating ass auntie your cousins, you know, who are lonely and ain't got no man to, uh, to fix a plate for. Okay. So um, going, uh, moving on to that Summer Jam screen. Um, I guess we'll talk about quickly, briefly. Uh, your man's Mike Pence getting booed at Hamilton. He went to see the play. Um, you know, people were booing. Cast told him not to boo. Then the cast um, pretty much told him, you know, this is a very diverse group. Um, you know, we do have some some fears of your uh, of your cabinet and your uh, 
you know your administration and we want you to basically you know keep us in mind when you're uh you know when you're uh, trying to implement new policies you know that's all they said very respectful and then you know trump got those twitter fingers and he was talking about how disrespectful the cast was and all this other shit just man i i just can't believe that he's going to be you know in charge of nuclear weapons you know mike pence is pretty much going to be running the, the scene this is going to be like when george w bush ran and pretty much cheney was running everything but george w was the face you know so uh it is what it is um there was a uh there was the national policy institute don't don't that sound like a uh, pretty clean and cut organization but it's actually a white supremacist organization they had a conference in la uh no they didn't have a conference in la this was be according to the la times i'm sorry they had a conference uh and one of their main goals is basically to get immigrants out of the country uh who are here illegally and they want to grant european immigrants preference over any other group increasing uh, which will increase the number of whites in this country and i told you before this is pretty much you know white supremacy's last stand uh they're going to do all the everything they can in their power to uh you know implement some policies that uh subjugate you know people of color uh who will be the victims and who anybody who's uh, who's not white and straight and particularly um you know black folks um hispanics you know uh women and uh that 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 damn meeting they showed a clip uh from a speaker i forgot the uh white supremacist name the nazi's name and the shit was just like a nazi rally people were throwing up the uh you know the uh, whole uh, hitler salute the nazi salute you know uh the the flat palm you know uh raised at a diagonal angle uh, raised diagonally and they were talking about like hell trump and it, it was just the weirdest shit and the media is still talking to calling them the all right and then and then i believe it was the la times they ran a story talking about uh meet the alt right or something or the white nationalists the dapper white nationalists you know trying to paint them in a a, a, a light that's not a nazi and it's like and I don't want people, especially specific, specifically my black folks, to uh, don't fall for the okie doke. Because right now, what's happening is the media is going to try to normalize uh, this this Trump regime and his supporters. They're going to try to normalize white supremacy. And if you normalize it, you fall asleep, and next thing you know, uh, black folks gonna be in these damn FEMA camps or something like that. So. Do not fall for the jig. Keep calling these establishments out. Keep boycotting them. But the media right now is basically trying to normalize white supremacy and white extremist groups. Uh, that's all the National Policy Institute is. It's just a group of uh, young Nazis um, who basically want to, you know, make America white again. And I told y'all that was a dog whistle word. Make, you know, a phrase, uh, make America great again. That just means make America white again uh, because their numbers are dwindling. Uh, you know, the U.S. is just getting darker and darker every year. And so this is white supremacy's last stand. And they're going to do everything in their power 
to increase the number of whites in the country and if they don't do that they will try to make an apartheid state they will try to have some white refuge states uh in the near future so basically how south africa was you know uh back in the day back in the uh the 90s and things like that uh with apartheid so they do want to create a apartheid state if they can't increase their numbers so um that's it's just wild if you guys get a get a chance to peep out that video um i forgot it might have been mike uh mic that uh posted the video on the insider video on facebook and uh that shit just it just looked like a nazi rally now you can see why with the um the alt-right the nazis are you can see how in germany back during uh world war ii you can see how that it was normalized to uh basically uh, you know kill jewish people how it became normal like how it started because people just kind of fell asleep at the wheel um you know you had a charismatic leader in hitler who basically got so many people on his side and was shitting on the government you know because the government they're doing their job with the poor people and uh he gave he gave the poor people a victim uh you know uh or someone to blame for their problems which was the government and the jews and so you see you, you see that right now you saw that with the trump campaign he was blaming the mexicans and the muslims so now you have these white think tank groups coming together and seeing how to push their agenda even further over these next four years so that's just something wild that's uh, going on and uh, there's so many um you know black folks who want to be hand in hand with these white folks out here helping them uh uh, protest with trump not my president i talked about this last week but you know racism could actually end today if white folks wanted it to it could actually end today if white folks wanted it to you go back and look at uh when brothers was uh killing these cops when you had the one in dallas the shooting down in D dallas with michael johnson and then you had the um i think in louisiana uh a brother uh smoked some cops too on a suicide mission and they implemented those blue lives matter laws just right off the rip right off the rip made it a hate crime to kill a cop just right off the rip right off rip just just like that snap of your fingers boom it's passed governor passed a bill so Every, I'm, so I'm saying this to black folks Everybody ain't your friend I know I said it was going to be a light show But you know sometimes you know you gotta You know black folks won't wake up When they see the light Black folks really just wake up when they feel the fire And I don't want y'all to Wait until you feel the fire To start waking up Because right now I'm shining a bright ass light in your face And America is too uh, Showing you exactly who she is right now Um so I just really want y'all to wake up before it's too late Before you got some burn marks on your ass And you want to do something about it You can actually do something about it right now Start creating think tanks And uh, just start uh, you know, getting your agenda ready For uh, what needs to go down Okay But uh, yeah it's, it, it's, it's just one of those wild things That you know so many people some, So many other groups are going to try to use black folks uh, to push their agenda or to uh, help them get through this whole Trump thing and so many times we bail out white folks from making dumbass decisions because I know there are probably thousands hundreds of thousands 
of people who voted for Trump as a joke and now that he's in the House, White House, they're just like, oh shit, it's not my president. You know, we need a recount. Da 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 da. Uh, they keep going back and looking at the popular vote, talking about how it keeps growing. You know, uh, now it's almost uh, it's like 1.8 million people voted for Hillary, and we need to get rid of the electoral college. Yada yada yada. And uh, some of these people voted for Trump as a joke, and so now they're just they're trying to rally up all these different uh, black folks and other people of color to you know roll with them and you know protest and do all this other shit. We really need to stop saving these white folks because these white folks ain't doing shit for us. We really need to stop saving them from themselves. They just they do dumbass shit and then, you know, expect somebody to help them and bail them out. But then after you help them and bail them out, you're still left with your problems. You see what I'm saying? They just going about their damn business. Hey, thanks. And then they're off, you know, doing their own damn thing. So we really need to stop, you know, like I said, stop just joining in with these rallies and all this other stuff. And we have to start looking at each other as black folks and we have to start you know celebrating our differences and coming together um, and start pushing and have a national black agenda we really do need to do that to uh save ourselves we really do we, this is the perfect four years to focus on ourselves and show up very powerful during the next presidential election and show up even powerful in the midterm elections in 2018 okay so um Let's see what else we can put up there on that uh, Summer Jam screen. I don't think there's really too much else that I could uh, put up there on that uh, Summer Jam screen. But, um, yeah, so I guess we'll just leave it to Hove. Don't be the next get tested on that Summer Jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. Thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums, for that intro. So, uh, moving on to uh, Selling Hope Like Dope. Uh, we have Kanye West. Um, he lost his mind. Um, there's nothing funny about that. Uh, I, I felt like he should have, you know, uh, sought psychiatric help uh, a long time ago. Um, you know, after his uh, mom's died, he, he should have dealt with that fully. Um, he uh, went on a rant uh, in Sacramento a few days ago saying that he would have voted for Trump if he would have voted. Uh, he ran a great campaign or a genius campaign. Then he went on to rant about uh, Hove having killers just running his mouth. Talking about don't send them towards him. Uh, just talk to him man to man. Uh, just doing some real, some real dry snitching, some sneaky bitch type shit saying that. Just putting the man's business out there. And then, uh, you know, speaking on Beyonce uh, talking about that she wasn't going to perform, I believe, at the MTV Awards or some award show. Maybe it was AMS. I don't know what it was unless she won Best Music Video over himself and Drake. But somebody pulled up old tweets from February and he was pretty much saying the same damn thing. If he doesn't win video of the year, he's not going there playing the politics games. And uh, so he was working out and he was acting erratic. His trainer called the... Uh, you know called the laws and uh, he still was acting crazy and uh, they handcuffed him to the bed the gurney and now he's at the ucla hospital uh for uh quote-unquote sleep deprivation uh he just he pretty much does needs a, he needs a break from life he does uh this man works so much and uh, you know he's nothing more than an, ex an accessory to his wife um you know those kardashians use everybody they come in contact with and um one thing that uh he really needs to do is uh reevaluate re his inner circle he really needs to 
get somebody on his team that really is going to you know bring him down to earth because right now he's just spiraling out of control uh, many people are online uh you know saying pray for kanye and all this other shit um you know um he's he's getting all the prayers he can get but he needs some help uh he needs some he needs some help he needs a lot of help um you know there's nothing wrong with 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 seeking help or uh seeking professional help there's nothing wrong with it there is nothing there is nothing never been anything wrong with it i see a lot of people making uh these comments talking about mental uh seeking professional help in the black community is laughed upon and shit like that i don't i don't believe that at all um i know a lot of the older black folks uh a lot of them not all of them but a lot of them do want you to you know try to pray it away and shit like that uh but you do need to talk to somebody everybody needs somebody to talk to uh and uh personally i would say seek professional help when you're talking to somebody and not you know pawn your troubles off on uh you know your spouse uh your best friends and shit like that because nobody really wants to i'm not going to say wants to deal with your problems you do have to share some of your problems with your spouse and things like that but the real deep down and heavy stuff you really need to seek professional help because you know you never know if that's going to bring your partner down bring your friends down to the point where they really don't want to you know fuck with you because all you talking about is venting and you know getting shit off your chest and you're never listening to their problems it's not a you know it's not a boomerang situation you know what i'm saying and uh so there's nothing wrong with that um you know i i have a therapist um you know it's 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 great you know it's great to just talk about things and get shit up off your chest and uh you know so it doesn't so you don't just you know keep packing it down packing it down and being busy with work um and then all of a sudden you know the littlest thing just kind of you know you just snap and you know it's just all these emotions come flooding out of you and you just acting crazy now with some of those rants kanye had you know i thought he was on that booger sugar you know that sugar booger you know that cocaine that nose candy um because just the way that he was acting and just flipping out and shit like that um this man he, he really needs a lot of help um hopefully he gets it and uh, you know uh kim i know she's still trying to recover from the trauma of the robbery in france um but she's really gonna they they both are going to have to try to hold each other down like she's really gonna have to step up and kanye's gonna have to step up you know as far as you know just being each other's support system and uh you know hopefully they both seek some you know some kind of counsel together and uh hopefully kanye doesn't just get buried in his work again and you know having to keep going for quote-unquote sleep deprivation there's nothing funny about mental illness at all there's nothing funny about that but it just makes you think how long has he been dealing with this and not thinking straight and uh you know uh trying to set the world on fire with them bum ass clothes and now you kind of looking at that funny in the light you know that whole yeezy yeezus collection or yeezy collection whatever you want to call it you know that walking dead extra outfits you know a wardrobe department that he just pretty much robbed so it just kind of makes you think you know was he you know not in his right mind then so hopefully he gets the the help that he needs and uh the reason that i put him in selling hope like dope is because uh his rants are bullshit they've been bullshit for a long time you know uh so many people let him get up on stage and just you know shoot himself in the foot just talking crazy and greasy about nothing you know so uh 
yeah, that's why he's out there selling hope like dope. Um, hopefully he can stay off the dope and just really get some help. Uh, you know, from a, a great psychiatrist slash therapist that's going to actually, you know, uh, help him solve his problems head on and don't dope him up, you know. So uh, that's pretty much all I got to say about that. This portion of Do Rags and Boat Shoes has been brought to you by the letter L, as in, hey, yo, my guy, my hands are full. Give me a hand here. Can you hold this L? Alright, this week holding the L is all the people who, uh, pretty much, uh, like the critics who were hyping up, uh, Moonlight, and the people who were, uh, you know, talking about, oh, let's see if the people who did, uh, who were, uh, champion Birth of a Nation are gonna go see, um, Moonlight, so many, uh, black folks, they're scared of homosexuality and all this other shit, uh, man, y'all can eat a dick, like, uh, I went and seen it. Uh, the reason I got the critics holding this L was because I was expecting more from the film. Uh, the film tells the story of a, a little black boy, you know, a coming of age film of a little black boy uh, that was, you know, being be, from boyhood to the teenage years and then to an adult of him struggling uh, with coming out of the closet. And I'm like, okay, cool. But the thing about the, the story is beautifully shot. Um, I, I, I appreciate how the director made the film so desolate, like you felt so lonely with him uh, going through his struggle of coming out the closet. But the thing that I didn't appreciate was just the stereotypical background. Uh, his father wasn't there. Uh, an OG from the block was looking out for him uh, for a little bit. The o this is going to have spoilers, by the way. The OG gets killed. Um, you know, this is only really the man that he knew. Uh, you know, the only real man that he knew. And his mama was a fucking crackhead. Like, the first time you see her, she's in scrubs and stuff. And she, like, snatches him up, you know, from the drug dealer. Because uh, he's basically, you know, found him in a little, you know, in a dope spot, in a crack uh, spot. You know, running from some kids who was uh, calling him faggot and all other kind of, you know, uh, uh, slurs, uh, gay slurs. And, you know, he's like, hey, let's go get something to eat. You know, and he's, uh, you know, kind of takes him up under his wing like a son. And so he takes him back to the crib uh, to, you know, where his girlfriend, he's living with his girlfriend or his wife. And uh, she actually gets him to open up and just starts talking. And when his mama goes on a crack binge or she has some this nigga over, you know, they smoking rocks together. Um, you know, she kicks him out the house and he goes, stays with the drug dealer and his wife. And like I said, the film is beautifully shot, but just the clicheness of the film. My wife couldn't understand it. Uh, she was just like, just take the movie for what it is. Dot, dot, dot. I'm like, I can't because I just feel like this was any other mid 1990s uh, coming of age story. I ain't got no daddy, mama a crackhead um out here in these streets but the only twist was he's coming up gay like that was the only twist in it like it, it just was i wanted to see more growth i wanted to see a better surrounding uh cast and environment I, it was just a typical ass coming of age film that was you know stereotypical of a black boy growing up uh, here he is, got a, got a drug dealer as a role model, mama's a crackhead who's uh, very uh, verbally abusive, and then he grows up uh, uh, naturally to uh, be like hyper-masculine, and he's selling drugs now too, and it's just, 
I don't know. I just I expected so much more. Even though it's a semi autobiographical film based off of uh I think it's called In the Moonlight, uh Little Black Boys Look Blue or something like that. Um from a brother who, you know, it was pretty pretty much the screenplay was his story, but then they adapted it to film and I wanna know how much of this is true because that's that's it was just hard for me to get past that i'm just like for real his mama has to be a crackhead like when i seen his mama you know when you first you first meet her she's like snatched him up from the drug dealer like you know okay thank you but you know you ain't gonna be dealing with my son because i know what you do i'm like okay got a strong mom role okay bet bet then the next time you see her she's up here uh got fucking drugs on the table with some nigga in the house i'm like for real we gonna do this now so that's that's just that really turned me off from the film so it really wasn't groundbreaking besides this besides the young man you know uh coming out of the closet or dealing with his own struggles the movie did a great job of you know making you feel like you were uh you were there going through it with him just because you felt how lonely he was he really didn't have any friends and things like that but it was just just typical just nigga shit you know what i'm saying just and then his love interest you know was a kid that you know he grew up with and uh through teen years and then you know uh he hits you know his uh play mama up the drug dealer's wife uh you know to get his number and shit like that then they reconnect and you know they reconnect and this nigga the nigga his love interest or whatever this nigga went to the pen for a little bit too i'm like for real so you got the main character turns out trapping and all every other character is just in some the only person that wasn't fucked up was the drug dealer's wife who was played by janelle monet so that's that just really pissed me off about the film i mean i'm gonna still say go see it but just you know the father figure is a drug dealer mama's a crackhead his love interest is an ex-con i'm like come on man like for real like there's nothing positive about any of the supporting cast you know that's supporting the the main character in the film so that's i really want to just know how much of it's true uh because i know a lot of these semi-autobiographical films they do embellish a lot but uh I saw it down at film streams and it was dope to see so many people support this film um but like i said it's just you know the the critics who were talking about, oh it's so good and all this other shit they gotta hold this l because i just feel like it's just some uh liberal white guy or white woman who's just like oh my god it's being so, so tough being black but being gay and black i just can't imagine you know just some just some shit like that and i feel like maybe they amped it up to make his life even tougher so that's what i, I really need to do some more reading and research to see how true this film was because i remember when uh the fucking blind side came out uh there was uh so many people uh you know ranting and raving about this film but michael orr was kind of pissed about it because they just made him look dumb as fuck in that movie like he was just the slowest nigga on the planet and these white folks came in and saved him so i don't so that's that's that was just my main issue with the film um i really didn't have any issues you know with the the main character or anything like that but it was just everything surrounding him you know it was just like nothing good 
nobody good is around you you know even though the drug dealer was like a father figure to him the nigga still was selling drugs you know what i'm saying but he was only like positive light in this man's life and even his fucking love interest went to the pen i'm like man get the fuck out of here and uh you know maybe i'm wilding but though that was my main problem with the film just so much just every character was you know a stereotypical uh uh, a black person that what white america thinks black folks do you know the man sell drugs mom own drugs uh you know and it's yeah man, fuck out of here but yo anyway just go go see that movie but all the critics need to hold this l and then all you crazy ass uh uh black folks talking about that uh black folks can't see birth of a nation and moonlight uh, you know eat a dick so that's all i gotta say about that you win perfect all right so moving on to not all heroes wear capes uh we gotta put uh dave Chappelle back up on there uh it is reported that he just signed a netflix deal uh three specials and at 20 million a pop it's gonna get about 60 million dollars so you're like how can netflix pay that much well uh basically they're uh looking at uh how many uh subscriptions they're they'll basically get off the strength of dave Chappelle having these three um netflix specials so two of them he already filmed and the uh, third one will be a Netflix exclusive. Um, the the two that's already filmed haven't been released to the public at all, so nobody has seen this material. So uh, I'll be I'm, I'll be pretty excited about it. Um, and so shout out to that brother. You know he turned down 50 mil and bounced to Africa because Comedy Central was on some Holly weird shit, and uh, you know wanted him to uh, basically continue the sort of comedy that he was doing, but at the expense of black folks and. Uh, it just it didn't feel right to to uh dave and it didn't you know it didn't sit right with him so uh salute to that brother you know he ended up turning down uh 50 million and ended up uh getting 60 mil you know 13 years later or 12 years later so you know just stick to your guns and you'll be blessed so shout out to that brother and uh yo you get a chance uh, listen to his uh, his intro on uh, SNL again because it was pretty damn funny and it was very clever. You know, it's uh, I feel like so many times we uh, be walking on eggshells around each other and it's a breath of fresh air to hear somebody just, you know, be honest and be real, you know. So shout out to that brother. All right. So last segment of the show is health over wealth. And you know what I say? Without your health, you can't enjoy your wealth. So we are creeping up on Thanksgiving. Uh, one day away and uh, this quote comes from Cheslaw Milos uh, he says in a room where people uh, unanimously maintain a conspiracy of silence one word of truth sounds like a pistol shot so what I want you to do is uh, basically no matter what color you are white black Hispanic whatever we all got some Trump voters in your family I want you to look them dead in their face and ask them why did they vote for Trump and just call them out on their racism and their bigotry. And you know, uh, we do, besides uh, white folks being white supremacists, we do have some black Negro peons out here. Uh, you know, some white supremacists in black face. And then you just have those goofballs who just want to watch the world burn. And now they're regretting it. 
because they voted for Trump, you know, as a joke and you actually run and they're like, oh, shit, now I'm grouped in with these neo-Nazis. So do not be a sk- be scared to uh, call out your mama, your daddy, your grandpa, your grandma, your uncle, your uh, auntie or your cousins or your uh, in-laws. Uh, just uh, shoot the shit straight and uh, have an honest discussion because you can't be honest with family. Well, then who the fuck can you be honest with? Um, so the show is a little bit shorter this week. Uh, we do have a short week. Uh, I didn't want to make it too heavy for anybody out there. You know, I want y'all to enjoy your families, have some uh, honest and loving conversations. Uh, do not participate in the Thanksgiving clapbacks because you will get the shit slapped out of you by an older relative. Remember to keep that shit online. Um, if you got the uh, four day weekend, uh, go see Moonlight. We talked about that earlier. Um, go see Ally. That was pretty good. Just got done seeing that. And if you got time, go to news1.com and check out uh, Roland Martin's interview with uh, the, one of the leaders of the alt-right group. And uh, Roland Martin pretty much handed that man's ass on a platter so smoothly and so classy. This man, you know, thought he was going to come on that show, talk that, uh, you know, white supremacy uh, rhetoric, uh, that bullshit uh, clouded logic, and he really got his ass handed to him by Roland Martin. So that's all I got. Uh, much love and respect to everybody out there and uh, enjoy that Thanksgiving feast. Uh, but get back to it uh, next week and enjoy y'all four day weekend. I'm out one. As long as you're black, your life is gonna be a hustle. You know what I mean? I wouldn't even want to be white, nigga. I'm glad I'm black. I like it hard. You know what I'm saying, God? Uh-huh. That motherfuckers is ready or what? Is that motherfuckers ready or what? I don't think you are. I don't think so. They got my back against the building. I'm the villain that's creeping around corners. Like shorty, if you see them niggas creeping around corners, they might be coming through, gunning through, running through. So be careful what you do. Get them slugs might come to you. As long as I can remember, the streets have kept me safe. And ever since the time of December, the heat's been in my waist. I need an extra set of eyes so I keep my dog with me. Doc, I said, let him die. Shit, his fucking dog bit me. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it seems like since you heard of us, shy niggas turned into murderers. Since you couldn't fuck with a third of us, since you still against me, and want to see me in the box. Grilling me all crazy when you see me in the locks. Leave you bad like Fox. Ain't nothing funny about that. I see you up in a coma. It ain't coming about that. You hold on for too long and ain't pulling the plug on you. I'm gonna put that joint myself and dump another slug on you. It's murder. It's murder. Motherfucker, I did squat and post up. With the toast up, I bring beef to a closure. No sum, from Cat Sacky to Folsom, I'm loathsome. I scream out, fuck the world, and I throw some. Niggas scheming hard, but fuck it, it's the guard. I leave bullets large, leave you leaning on your broad. The all pump, leave you fucked up in your car, slumped. Kennedy style with your memory out. The fuck y'all want? Daddy O with the Cali code, let the gaddy blow, leave you bleeding on your patio. I leave rivals on their back, looking up at the sky blue. Not only
me do I leave you? I hide you. I before you. X and Ja Rule. Death before dishonor. Now we prior to. Lost man. Fire you. Expire you. Me die before you. You liar you. Niggas is dead off the hits I approve. Shit, I got the feds wearing riot suits. Y'all niggas don't listen. Where the streets are in prison. When we find that we twist them. Niggas waking up missing. Y'all don't understand. We want y'all all to hate it. It's murder. Murder incorporated. It's murder. In crime, we all related. It's murder. Niggas see if y'all I'm a murderer, murdering. Anything that moves, see you now, nigga. It's like do or die, nigga. Get caught up and fall victim to the worst shit. Extra getting jive as expected. Shot on the world and reflect it. Niggas don't respect it. So get it the worst way. Fucking with the wolves, you get hunted like prey. Shot up in broad day. Now everybody mourns you. I'm feeling like stupid. Didn't the ink warn you the first time? Be murder. Whenever you see blood, it's murder. Laying them down for the love that's us. Sweet the life put the knife to your windpipe. Cause most of y'all niggas ain't cut right. You thinking it's alright, nigga, but it ain't. I'm paralyzing clowns. I've been down from the waist. Giving niggas some space. Or I'm taking it. Or making you bleed. And if I gotta take a nigga, take it more than he need. It's nothing but love between me, you, and these slugs. Hit him up. Wrap his body in the area rug. Who holding the heat? Who leaving niggas cold in the streets? Y'all know me. You're cold deep. Job ruler OG. Niggas better watch me closely. Get a grip. It's Hannah said that fuels all that murderous shit. When I look in the mirror, my reflection is killer. Jigger. X. Job nigga.